Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your man Lockett checking in, and this is Locker Room Debate Podcast, episode 36. And everybody, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Locker Room DB and on Instagram at Locker Room DB. Fell at the NFL, but excel in debate. Ladies and gentlemen, Locker Room Debate Podcast. Well, 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 well. It's me. Say it with me, people. Lock it with two T's. What is going on, man? What is up? Definitely the sky. Definitely football. You know what? I can't even start the show like that today. What is going on, man? Pretty sure you guys can hear right now. It's your man Lock it with two T's checking in. You hear that noise right there? It's probably going to be the number one sound you're going to hear on this show. Um, as you all may know, I am a diehard Falcons fan and it is February 6th, Monday, February 6th after arguably the worst. And you know what? I'm not even going to say that after the worst Super Bowl loss in history. Yeah. Yeah. It's a man, two cheese, man. And I'm, uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. I lost my voice a little bit, um, so I'm going to push through the show, but um, yeah, what a what a four hours for me, just as a fan, as a sports fan, ebbs and flows, highs and lows, good and the bad, and the ugly, which is, and this pains me to say it. Super Bowl 51 champions, the New England Patriots. Wow. Um, pretty hard to wrap my head around right now. Um, yeah, I'd be lying if I uh, was, was uh, said anything different. But um, the Patriots pulled it off. Uh, 34-28 win um, over my Atlanta Falcons. The greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Um, and Tom Brady does it again. The greatest player to ever put on pads. Bar none. Bar none. 39-year-old 30, assassin. Not only steals the title from the Atlanta Falcons. Not only steal the title from our our owner, Arthur Blank, Dan Quinn. Not only from the city of Atlanta, but steals a title from Falcon Nation all over the world. Crushed. I'm just crushed right now. Um, but, you know, I still got a show to do. And I can't sit here and sulk and and uh, 
be so heartbroken that I can't bring you guys good content. So, um, yeah, that's my intro for the day. Felt like I just kept it real, man. No scripts, no nothing. Um, like I'm legitimately like I, I can truly understand now how a Cubs fan would feel before they won their title. You know, I I understand now, you know, what it means to be the Warriors up 3-1 and lose in the finals as a Warriors fan. This one stings to the core. And um, I don't know how long it's going to take to get over it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, respect to the Patriots. Um, I know there's a lot of Falcons fans that can't say that right now, but I'm a true football head. And uh, regardless of the outcome of the game, you have to show respect where it's due. And um, that man number 12, you know, as hard as it is to say it, that's a bad boy right there. And uh, I'm just blessed to be able to say I watched the greatest player um, of my era, you know, do something miraculous. And it just sucks. It was against my Falcons, like any other team, doing any other Super Bowl time. Not against my boys, up 28 to 3, 8 minutes and 36 seconds left. I promise you, that is, that is going to be ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. I'm going to teach my I'm going to teach my son about sports. Jackson doesn't even know it yet. I'm going to use this loss as the with the Falcons as a moment of you never Say never. It's never over till it's over. You never celebrate too early. And we're going to talk about that later. Because um, Atlanta fans, myself included, man, we just we started reveling and celebrating a little bit too early. Um, you know. It's, uh, it's pretty tough, man. So um, without further ado, though, um, I could sit here and sulk about it the whole show. But that wouldn't that would make the show not that good because I have some good stuff for you guys today. But uh, once again, welcome to the Locker Room Debate Podcast, man. This is number 36. Excited to bring you guys a great show. Um, we, uh, we're going to do a nice Super Bowl recap for you guys today. So I uh, got a few questions I wanted to, you know, throw out to everybody and see what you thought about it. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to ask, you know, why did the Falcons lose? You know, why? Go into some detail about how that happened. Uh, why did the Patriots win? You know, was it was it Brady? You know, was it was it the the play when um, Dante Hightower stripped Matt Ryan, um, and Devontae Freeman missed the block? You know, who's more at fault there? So, um, asking those questions, why, why, why did why did the Falcons lose? Why did the Patriots win? Uh, we're gonna dive into that. Um, we're also going to go into, um, was this more of a Falcons collapse or a Patriot comeback? I'll tell you what I'm thinking off the top of my head as a Falcons fan. You know what I'm thinking. But it may be a few people that, you know, sees a little bit differently than, than I do. Um, and we're going to have some people on the show talking about it. Um I also want to, I want to dive into something uh there were over 60 records broken in this game 60 records 
I mean, we can go from Tom winning five Super Bowls as a player. Um, he tied uh, Mr. Haley, Charles Haley, with the most as a, most of players ever had. Belichick, most Super Bowl wins, most appearances. I mean, we we're gonna we're gonna go through that whole list there and kind of break down which I think is the the biggest accomplishment um, with all the records. Um, then we're gonna get into our our our, our big debate that I wanted to have today. Um, and that's, is Tom Brady the greatest athlete ever? Now think about this. A lot of athletes that came around, I mean, any sport, is he the greatest athlete ever? And I pose that question because in this country, we hold the NFL as the highest, the biggest, baddest sport, you know, in our country. And he's the king of that sport been the king of that sport for years and now has the most rings ever won in the NFL history. And later on, I'm going to tell you why I think he is the greatest athlete ever. Yes. Over Michael Jordan. So make sure you guys tune into that. And finally, I want to close the show today, man. I want to write, I, I wrote a letter to Falcons fans, myself included on why this doesn't mean that our franchise is doomed. doesn't mean that our franchise is cursed. It doesn't mean that we need to put our tails between our legs and go back into hiding. And, and um, why it doesn't mean that we, we all the Fairweather fans need to go back and, and run and hide again. Well, actually, you know what? You can go run and hide again because we don't need you. I want diehards. I want people like me that every Sunday lose their voice cheering for my squad. Those are the type of people I want to be Falcons fans. I want to be around. I want Falcons fans that were born Falcons fans. Yes, we don't have a title, but there's a lot of other franchises that don't that don't have titles either, and they damn sure didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And we got a lot to look forward to. We got a lot of young guys. So um, I wrote a simple letter to Falcons fans, just telling everybody it's okay. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to give up on your team. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited and ready to rock and roll, man. We've got a good show, got a good slate. Um, nice rundown for you. Um, here we're gonna have some guests on, um, talking today. So, um, without further ado, let's just let's just run down this Super Bowl recap real quick. So, 34-28, the Atlanta Falcons took a loss to the New England Patriots. Um, second quarter at one point, Falcons were up 21-0. Um, everything was pointing up for us. Um, Matt Ryan spreading the ball like he's been doing all year, uh, getting everybody involved. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman running the ball like, you know, they've been doing all year. Um, we were clicking on all cylinders. Pages come down, kick a field goal, make it 21-3. Um, and then um, then halftime hits. Lady Gaga comes out, does her thing. You know, what an amazing show, by the way. Lady Gaga, kudos to you. Man, she flew in from the roof. Like, what type of... I would never do that. I'm scared of heights, y'all. So, I would never, ever do anything like that. That's just... I would be way too scared to do that. Um, And then, after halftime, 28-3. Tevin Coleman on a six-yard pass from Matt Ryan. Wow. 28 to 3 were up. 
we are up. And that's when it all begins. I feel like um I feel like that's that that's a good lead in right into the first question is why did the Falcons lose? One of the reasons the Falcons lost is we stopped running the ball. Run game just totally disappeared. Um once we got up twenty eight to three, after that point, we only ran the ball fourteen times the rest of the game. Now, it is a little bit skewed, I mean I must have to say, because we really didn't have the ball a long time. And that kind of leads me into number two is our defense was on the field way too many plays in this game. Um, our offense actually was kind of our Achilles heel in a sense. And I um been using this, this analogy like uh, our offense was had the Chip Kelly effect in this game. Um, we all, our offense ran 46 total plays the whole game. Now, you may say, oh, 46 total plays, but we put up 28 points. You know, one of those scores was a defensive pick six by Robert Alford, which was awesome. Um, but 46 plays, not going to get it done because that makes our defense having to be on the field for 93 plays, which is a Super Bowl record for most plays run by the Patriots. So just think about how tired our D-line was. And that leads me to number three. Our defensive line got worn down and just could not get to Brady in the end of the game. And if you can't get Brady off his spot, he's going to be surgical. He's going to pick you apart. And that's exactly what he did um, towards the end of the game. So our uh, pass rush fell off. Um, No more getting pressure on Brady. And lastly, the Falcons lost the game because we were not efficient on third downs. We went one for eight. One for eight in third downs. And the odd thing was, during the year, we were one of the top five best teams with third down efficiency. But somehow, some way, Bilicek found a way to stop us on third down. Um, and that ultimately changed the momentum of the game and led to um, this epic comeback. Uh, one of the plays that sticks out of my mind that a lot of people are tagging as one of the reasons why we lost and you can't pin one play on the game. You just can't do that. You can't say, well, this this is the reason why the Falcons lost. And everybody's saying the reason why we lost is because Devontae Freeman missed the block. If he makes that block, Matt Ryan doesn't get sacked, strip sacked. No, okay, yeah. They still weren't up when that happened. They still were 20, it was still 28-20 after that play. So what, what do you mean? I mean, we had a chance to stop them, and we had chances to stop them in overtime. But again, we were gassed. Our team, our defense was just gassed. As good as those young boys played, Jalen Collins, Brian Poole, um, Robert Alford, um, even Goodwin came in the game and was making plays, manning up on those receivers. You can only man up for so long before these guys start getting open. They are on offense. The offense dictates the game because they know what they're doing coming out of the huddle. Defense is the reaction. 
So once you get gas and you then you you know you're a little bit tired, you don't know what's going, you know, you already don't know what's going on, it hurts you. And just looking at these numbers, the Patriots had the ball for 40 minutes and 31 seconds. The Falcons had it for 23-27. And coming into the game, that was one of all the big experts and all these people were saying if you can keep the Falcons off the field, their offense, which is the arguably one of the best ever, you have a chance to beat them. In the first three quarters, that wasn't looking too good. It wasn't didn't really seem true. Even though Pages had time of possession, we were, you know, blowing them out the water. But the fourth quarter, it showed up when the defense, who was playing out of their mind, just didn't have anything left in the tank. And Big Mo hit, and Big Mo plus 12, which is Brady, is a bad, bad recipe if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. So um, I think that's why the Falcons lost. Those main reasons there. Now, why did the Patriots win? You know, it's kind of opposite of the Falcons. They ran 93 plays to our 46. The Patriots made the plays they needed to make in the key moments. Edelman's shoe top grab. David Tyree who? Man, like seriously, when he made that catch, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Here we go. Um... First downs, the Patriots had 37 first downs to the Falcons, 17. It's another reason why they won. Third down efficiency, I talked about it with the Falcons. The Patriots went 7 for 14, 50%, while the Falcons went 1 for 8, like I said. Yards per play, and this is something that is a little bit skewed. Now, the Falcons had 7.5 yards per play, which we know explosive offense, bigger plays. Pages weren't too far behind. They had 5.9 with six yards of play. But you think about that. Six yards of play for 93 plays versus 7.5 for 46. That's just doing more. Rushing yards was pretty even, so the patch really didn't dominate there. That's not enough. That's not a reason why they won. But another reason they won, though, too, situational football. The Falcons had nine penalties for 65 yards. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the holding penalties, a little bit questionable as far as the timing. But looking back at the tape, Brian Poole was holding like hell. Period. The young boys were out there grabbing and holding like they were in college still. And the refs are going to call that every time. We don't get three. We don't get two of those holding holding calls. I think the game we win that game because we don't extend drives. You can't extend drives with Tom Brady. He's too great. And the Patriots beat us because they had four penalties for twenty three yards to our nine for sixty five. Period. It's just. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Some of the calls that were called against us and some of the, the mistakes our players are making. But the Patriots won this game because they outdid the Atlanta Falcons in situational football. The moment wasn't too big for them. The Falcons, it was a little bit too big for us, and it showed. We crumbled in the clutch in the prime time, and um, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Once the game got into overtime, 
it was a uh, pretty fair to say. Um, I think a lot of Falcons fans knew what was coming. So, um, yeah, tough pill to swallow. But the Falcons definitely um, didn't do enough to win it, and the Patriots did, and that's why the Patriots won and the Falcons lost. Um, transitioning out of that, um, I posed the question, and and we're gonna we're gonna bring this up a little bit later too. Um, was it more of a Falcons collapse or a Patriot comeback? And you're probably thinking with me, you know, as a Falcons fan, it's definitely more of a Falcons collapse, you know, just because of the 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 way we were up ahead, had all the momentum and everything was just riding high. You know, Matt Ryan was playing well. Julio was getting his catches. Freeman and Coleman were running the ball. Patriots couldn't move the ball on our defense. It was one-sided. But then greatness happened. So I'm going to stay neutral here. I'm going to say it was a combination of the Falcons not being ready for the moment and collapsing. But the Patriots being there, the experience, having that pedigree and understanding in the Super Bowl that it's a full four-quarter game, a long, tiresome game. You have to be able to outlast your opponent. And they came back and got the title. So I'm split right down the middle. I think it was a combination of both. Most Falcons fans won't agree with that. They'll say we just collapsed. And Patriots fans will say, oh, well, we just came back. It was just the greatest comeback. No, two teams play on the field. Both teams responsible. So I'm dead in the center. And I'm anxious to see what my, what my callers are going to say today when I ask them that question. But uh, we'll see about that. I think it's going to be interesting where people lie, whether they're Falcons fans or New England fans, or if you're neither, what do you, what do you think? Um, you know, your viewpoint, I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, so I'm definitely spit down the middle on that. Um, but we'll bring that back up here in a little bit when we start uh, taking some calls. Um, I was, I'm excited to bring you this part of the show, though. Um, I want to move right into talking about um, the records that were set in yesterday's game, there were over 60 records set or tied in the game. And I'm going to roll those off to you in 60 seconds. Let's see if I can do it. And then we'll go back and just pick out some of the ones that kind of, kind of target and talk about. But, um, so Super Bowl records set Super Bowl 51 or tied. Most Super Bowls played, Tom Brady, seven. Most games coached in the Super Bowl, seven, Bill Belichick. Most games won, head coach, Belichick, five. Most points in a game, 20 by James White. Most passes in a career in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, 309. Most passes in the Super Bowl game, 62, Tom Brady. Most completions in a career, 207 in the Super Bowl, Brady. Most completions in a career, uh, most completions in a game, 43, Tom Brady. Most passing yards in a career in the Super Bowl, 2,071, Tom Brady. Wow. Most completions in a game, 43. Actually, I said that one. Sorry, guys. Most passing yards in the game, excuse me, 466, Tom Brady. Most passing 
touchdowns and a career in the Super Bowl, 15 by Tom Brady. Most receptions in a game, James White, 14. Most games played in the Super Bowl by a team or franchise, nine by the Patriots. Largest deficit overcome by a winning team, 25 points, New England. Most points scored in overtime, which there's only been one overtime game, so six points by New England. Okay. Most first downs in the game, 37 by New England. Most first downs, both teams, 54 by both teams, Patriots and Atlanta. Most first downs passing by a team, 26 by New England. Most first downs passing the game, both teams, 39. Most offensive plays in the game, 93 New England. Wow. Most passes in a game by a team, 63. Most attempts, 63 by New England. Most completions by a team, 43 New England. Most passing yards in a game, 40, 422 New England. Most passing yards, both teams, 682 by New England and Atlanta. Now, here are the ones that were tied. Most games won, five. So, most Super Bowl titles, five um, by Brady. Most touchdowns in the game, three, James White. Most two-point conversions in the game, one, James White, Danny Amendola. Most sacks in the game, Grady Jarrett. Oh, wow, tied it. Most two-point conversions in the game, two by New England. Most two-point conversions in the game by both teams, two, New England and Atlanta. Most first downs by penalty in the game, four, New England. Whew, man, that was a long list there. Um. I'm going to come back and point out what I think the biggest feats were. To me, number one, most receptions, James White. And the crazy story is I actually had some money put down on that. It was 4000 to one of that being broken. So if you bet $10, do the math. Just do the math on that. Yeah. You would have had a lot of money. Let's just put it that way. And that was broken. Most passing yards, 466 as well. A little bit skewed. I mean, they were down. They had to throw the ball. But that's still a crazy feat. 62 passing attempts. When I say they put it on Tom Brady's shoulders, they put it on his shoulders. And he carried them to the promised land. So that was, and even more impressive was 43 completions. 43 completions in one game? I mean, Wow. Even though he was dinking and dunking a lot, Brady was dinking and dunking, and that's kind of what the Falcons wanted. That was a uh, pretty epic. Um, most games played by head coach Bill Belichick. I've said it for a couple years now. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach to ever coach. Vince Lombardi is Vince Lombardi, but I think in this area, era where there's franchise tags and guys testing free agency more, and guys want to leave, and all the change for him to be. As great as he is, that's probably one of the greatest feats. Um, 93 plays in the game. Now, that's wild, especially in the NFL. Um, NFL is a lot more clock control. You know, guys, it's hard to get wins, so you just, you know, you're just trying to get a win. 93 plays by the Patriots. That is something in itself. And I highlight that. To me, that's the most important record broken. Because that tells me that my Falcons defense was on the field way too long. And that's just absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, I just had to read you guys that list. That list is just incredible. I mean, and that's another reason that I just try to tell Falcons fans, like, we deserve to be in the game. We deserved to, to, you deserve to think that we were going to win. We had one of the best teams this year. To me, we had the best team in football. 
but we didn't have the best team last night. You know what? Take that back. We did have the best team last night, but just the magic happened. I mean, you see that all the records broken when that happens. That's just I mean, you just have to take that pill and swallow it, man. There's nothing you can do about it. We can't change it now. The records will be there. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But I still love my Falcons, man. And uh, as much as it stings, we're going to be all right. Um, yeah, so um, what I want to do next, I want to take a quick break. And I want to bring back some callers and um, just start this debate of um, what they thought about the game. Do they think it was a Falcons collapse or a Patriot comeback? And also, do they think that Tom Brady is the greatest athlete ever? And we'll get into that discussion, that debate. I'll give you guys my opinion on that. And then we're going to finish off the show with a letter to the Falcons fans. All right. So let's get some callers in here. Okay. See you guys in one second. All right, everybody, we're back. Locker with two T's checking in. Locker on the Bay podcast. I want to dive into this part of the show that I like to call Sound Off. One, two. This part of the show is called Sound Off, where we get callers calling in and uh, we just get the pulse on what they think about uh, what's going on in sports today. And our topics today, dealing with Super Bowl 51, was it a bigger Falcons collapse or a bigger Patriots comeback? And also, is Tom Brady the greatest athlete ever, period? Does this put him over Jordan? Um, so I want to bring in some callers and see what they thought about this. Also, their take on the game. Um, so without further ado, let's bring in some callers. What's up, everybody? It's your man Locker with two T's checking in, Locker and Debate Podcast. And this is the part of the show where we are getting reaction to the catastrophic Epic loss by the Atlanta Falcons. I have Mr. Brandon G on the phone. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing good though. I'm doing. Actually, I'm doing real good, Locke. You know, I, I seen you celebrating. I seen a few people. You know, just celebrating during the third quarter. This <laughs> man, Tom Brady. Woo! Yeah, man. Um, he definitely, uh, definitely ripped the hearts out, and then he ripped it out. Then he decided to step on it. Um, and then not only did they decide to step on it, then they decided to go ahead and just clean all the mess up and, uh, put it in incinerator. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much explains Atlanta, (laughs) Atlanta sports in a nutshell last night. But, um, yeah, man, I just want to get your, get your take on it. Um, you know, did you, did you around the third quarter, did you truly believe the game was over? You know, did you think that, you know, the pages had a chance to come back or, you know, was it kind of, you know, in the bank, like, which I definitely thought it was. I mean, I thought it was game. I mean, obviously, we both know that Tom Brady is the man. We knew he was going to make a strong comeback, but when you have a 25-point lead, you're just not going to blow that in the NFL. Three, people don't even blow 10-point leads in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. This is not college. I felt like New England made a lot of adjustments. Obviously, I think Atlanta's D-line wasn't getting any more pressure. I feel like they're tired. There wasn't enough rotation. Beasley and Freeney, all the boys started standing up a lot. 
they started going a little bit more high pace, and I feel like they couldn't get pressure on Tom Brady, and that's when he got in the rhythm. And then we he's literally just throwing dimes. Like I it was some of the best throws I ever seen, to be honest with you, and on a stretch in the fourth quarter. Great coverage by Atlanta DBs, but I mean, <laughs> he was throwing dimes to the chest, over the top, over the shoulder, and just that momentum swing. And, you know, I don't even know what to tell you. I'm I feel sorry. I'm sick for Atlanta fans, but then I'm laughing because I feel like I feel like this had to happen, especially <laughs> after they booed Goodell and stuff. I just felt like it, it was just meant to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, just hearing you talk about it again, man, it's, it's just crazy. It's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying not to reopen this wound so many times, but I feel like the next week, a month, all the way up until next year, until we play a game, I feel like people are just going to keep opening this cut over and over and over. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, given we both knew, like I said, I mean, I agree with you that Brady would definitely would, would put up some points and come back. You know, I mentioned, I texted people or people texted me like, Hey, well, it's probably going to be close. And I agree with that. But um, now from, from your perspective, what was the biggest reason? Was it, was it a bigger Falcons collapse or was it a, um, was it a greater comeback by the Patriots in your opinion? Falcons collapse by far. And I say that because, like I said, it comes down to the adjustments. Y'all came in the first half and dominated. I mean, I don't know how many times Brady got hit. He got sacked twice, pressured. Then the second half comes along. The, the first series was terrible. Then after that, he got into a rhythm. It was no more pressure on the quarterback. Y'all stayed in man-to-man coverage. It wasn't enough adjustments. You should have ran a little bit cover two, a little cover three. You see some different looks. And it got to the point where – all they run is crossing routes. Eventually, eventually they're going to catch the ball and make a few plays. It is what it is. Start right. more screen passes. And the fact that the man coverage was working so well because of the D-line pressure in the first half. When that stopped, Atlanta should have made more adjustments. You know, And that was the biggest knock on Atlanta before coming into this game and into the playoffs is their pass defense. And yep. now, during the playoffs, they play phenomenal. <laughs> And now it comes to the last second half of the game, and then it just showed that it was just lack of discipline on Atlanta's end. I agree with that, man. I, I mentioned that um, to some folks just about how well the rookies have been playing. You know, these young guys look like they're going to be good in the future. But at the end of the day, their youth just – I mean, me personally, I think the Falcons just ran out of gas. I mean, it, it literally looked like they played as hard as they could for the first three quarters and almost went too hard. And they just couldn't respond to <clears throat> the onslaught that Brady decided to put on, man. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's this t- it's tough pill to swallow right now because they really never stopped Atlanta's offense. You realize that they just stayed on the field, ate up the clock, and made pressure plays. That turnover, that fumble by Matt Ryan, just that momentum shift, it changed everything. Yeah, and- I agree. I agree with that. I mean, but and the crazy thing is. Devontae Freeman the whole year has been one of the best blocking backs in the NFL. And he, I mean, he completely whiffed on Dante Hightower. I mean, I can't even believe, you know, that a guy getting paid that much money would miss that call. But again, it's the moment, you know, the moment may have been too big for the Falcons. The moment definitely wasn't too big for the Patriots. And, you know, as sad as to say, I tip tip my hat to him. It's just one play, though. It's like if New England lost. They'll say Blunt's fumble at the first half changed the entire dynamic of the game or the extra point that New England missed. So when you go with these one plays, I know people notice that the most because they see the momentum shift, but there was a, a lot of everything 
as far as the DBs concerned, I mean, Pools number thirty four for Atlanta is holding all game. He had <laughs> two turnovers. He could have, I mean, two um, penalties. He could have three or four more. There's yeah. a lot of so that was telling me how much they were holding and grabbing that. Just that D line pressure was causing Atlanta's defense to look great. And then when that stopped, then they just got exposed. That's just my opinion. I know that that was a huge play, a huge factor. But when that D-line stopped playing, just the whole defense stopped playing. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Heard it here first from Mr. Brandon G, man. I appreciate the time. Appreciate the call. And um, definitely have to have you on for some more for some more analysis and take, man. Again, this is this hurts. And, um, yeah, thank you for reopening that wound, man. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Rise up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Big rich town. <laughs> I just come from the poet's part Bright light, city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers